This is the Pro-AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Nowadays, we put a lot of AV on the ones and zeros. They want more features, but they want to see less hardware. Welcome to the Pro-AV Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. You expect wow-inducing video displays in Las Vegas, Times Square, or any number of convention spaces, but there's some amazing AV technology going up in an unexpected place, airports. These displays have come a long way since the old departures and arrivals board. Digital displays are venturing into public art, as well as informational signage. Here to discuss some of these innovations in technology is Brett Farley. He's Director of Strategic Business Development for NanoLumens. Brett, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. So you've been in this uh, space for about two decades now, and you've kind of seen its evolution. Just how far really have we come in airport and, and I guess general transportation digital displays? And, and when, I, when I ask you that, I mean, you know, we've come a long way from, from those old flap, flap displays at the train stations. The airports now are really becoming modern marvels of of digital displays right um that is that is a fact so um there is a big push um you know what there's a as you can imagine there's a lot of money pouring into the space uh, i think that all emanated from uh, a single comment um by our uh, fearless leader a few years back um telling that you know telling the world that basically LaGuardia was a third world airport. Mm-hmm. And um, so consequently, a lot of money has been dedicated in that area. A lot of not only um, federal money and uh, municipal state money, but also a lot of private money and a lot of interest in the um, airport business itself. Um, Traditionally, in the United States, uh, private money has not much played into the airports, but we're seeing more and more of that start to take place. And there's some, um, I guess, kind of adoption bumps that are that that uh, some of the public-private partnerships are hitting uh, in the United States that they're um, they don't typically experience in foreign countries. But I think they'll work through those eventually, and I think you'll see a lot more um, private investment in airports. So. Um, but back to the, the question, yes, um, as far as digital displays go and digital signage and that sort of thing in airports, um, it is, um, I, I would say a late adopter as a, as a, um, as an industry, but it is certainly catching up in a hurry. Um, the, the focus in the airport is all around, uh, the passenger consumer customer experience. So depending on the airport, that can be anything from just travelers coming through to there are other airports which actually fashion themselves as destinations in of themselves. So um, people visiting to basically shop or um, you know experience whatever the airport has on hand. So yes, there's been a big, um, big migration towards making the environment more dynamic and more um, 
I guess, user friendly. Well, just so I understand. So you're saying the sources of funding, uh, it's it hasn't always been a public private partnership. Um, I guess that's something that most people wouldn't necessarily realize. You imagine that the airport is, I guess, owned by, is it the city or the, the hub airline or how does that work? So public-private partnerships, typically it's a joint venture between a number of different firms uh, with municipal guidance, uh, and the sources of funding come from the individual companies as an investment. There's a number of different models that they use there, um, and they have various acronyms, but basically build, operate, um, build, operate, manage, and transfer um, you know, those sorts of things. And they usually have um, set periods of time in those partnerships by which a member of the partnership will actually operate the terminal. And it's not necessarily an entire airport. So you can see, for instance, in, um, in JFK in New York, uh, there are, um, to my knowledge, and there may be more, there are two um, public-private partnerships operating there currently, right? So one of them is JFK IAT, which is Terminal 4, which is the majority partner in that particular venture is um, uh, Schiphol Group, which owns Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam. And then there's all there's also, <clears throat> there's a new consortium of airlines, and I believe the managing business partner in Terminal 1 is going to be Munich Airport, if I'm not mistaken, for, for JFK. So they're in the, in the process of combining and revitalizing many areas of that airport as well. So traditionally um, in the United States, yes, it has been typically a municipally owned and municipally funded through bond issue or taxes or what have you. Um, now, more of the construction projects, if they're straight municipal, are funded by uh, airport re or airline revenues um, and the, the major users of the airport, um, combined with you know some other um, type of public funding um, um, apparatus in place. Public-private partnerships, though, the larger investment is by the private um, by the private side. So typically, they'll have a um, uh, I guess like a, a competition or an RFP or something along those lines, if you will, where various groups will come together and put together a, a concept for how they will uh, not only build, you know, the schedule for actually constructing whatever it is that they're going to do, but they're also um, how they're going to run it and how they're going to finance it and what the projections are and what amount of revenue goes back to the city versus to the, to the private group and so on and so forth. And also the, the term for which they will actually operate that. So um, if you saw the recently the completion of LaGuardia Terminal B, um, that was a public-private partnership um, uh, between the, on the construction and design end with Skanska and HOK. Um, on the uh, operational side is Vantage Airport Group, which is headquartered in Vancouver. Um, and then on the on the funding side, I believe Meridium, and um, there were several other partners involved in there as well. But it was um, a group put together called LaGuardia Gateway Partners, which actually will operate that terminal. 
they built it and they'll, they'll operate it. So uh, LaGuardia is, is now functional, no more construction and, and weird staircases that you have to lug your luggage down and all that stuff, right? Um, no, it's a long way from done. <laughs> so there's, there's, two, there's two other terminals that they're building there. I don't know if you've, been, if you've kept an eye on this or not, but they're basically building a new LaGuardia on top of the old LaGuardia while they tear yeah. down the old LaGuardia. Yeah, it's, it's been a mess for a while. I haven't it's been a, there uh, in about a year, though, so I imagine it's, it's hairy. <clears throat> So terminals C and D, um, the majority funding there is from Delta Airlines, oh, okay. which is the majority, which will be that will be their, you know, their mm-hmm. hub, um, and they are um, pouring a ton of money into there. So when uh, the decisions come for the the type of, um, and I'm thinking of some of the the more innovative uh, digital displays that uh, that NanoLumens has been involved in. Uh, I guess who is is uh, kind of leading those decisions, or or I guess um, understanding what should what these projects really should be. There's really no one answer. It's kind of it's kind of um, a mixed bag depending on sure. what the application actually is. So. Nanolumens um, in the aviation space builds everything from just rudimentary, boring, straight, you know, no frills, uh, RIDS displays for um, communication with the pilots on the tarmac and the apron and so forth to digital spectaculars, right? And everything in between. So um, we we oftentimes will build chassis for dynamic wayfinding or dynamic um, FIDS displays or any of those sorts of things or baggage claims displays, those sorts of things. But then, of course, you know, the ones that make the paper are the ones that, you know, that are, are really um, stunningly, you know, beautiful and, and have beautiful content and yeah. artistic and all that sort of thing. So um, they really come from all over the place. Uh, the In some recent examples, um, the work that we did for Charlotte Concourse A uh, and the modernization of that uh, and that construction up there actually came from an art budget that was um, apportioned by the city as as part of that as part of that build, and that was used to um, basically hire a digital artist and uh, allow him um, control over. Uh, identifying the technology that he would need to execute his vision. So I, I guess the the idea, the kind of the, you know, the seed of it came from the city, but the actual execution of it came from um, an artist that, you know, won, uh, won the, the, the work in a competition. Yeah. Um, but we, we see, I mean, we do some really innovative, um, types of displays that are just, you know, that are very functional as well, like um, dynamic uh, ticketing back walls and um, out-of-home advertising that is other than, you know, kind of your run-of-the-mill sort of 16-9 aspect ratio type stuff. Um, so there's there's any number of decision makers that, that are, you know, um, people that start those types of projects. You mentioned then the digital artist uh, that was involved with the Charlotte Airport. It seems that um, some of the projects that NanoLumens has been involved in have been truly works of art, not in a a, um, 
metaphorical sense, but they have literally been digital art displays. Uh, can you tell me about some of those? So, um, and they oftentimes will pull double duty, right? They're, they can be artistic and also functional at the same time. Um, an exa- an right. example of an application that we did a few years back for uh, Pearson Toronto Airport was um, kind of a collaboration between ourselves and a, um, a company called Eventscape um, to put together a um, functional model of the Ontario Trillium, which is their provincial flower. Um, as a centerpiece for the airport and have interactive kiosks around it where people could um, put in their destination and, and receive location data like um, the weather when they're going to land, um, you know, those sorts of things, right? But then it also had, I mean, it looked like a, you know, a big glowing flower, but it also had FIDS um, information on it that would rotate um, and also had, you know, glowing um, kind of panels around it that would change color and so forth. So very artistic piece, but also served, um, you know, one of the functions of the airport. Just a very different approach to delivering that information than a bank of flat, you know, TV screens. Right, right. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the work in uh, Singapore and the Changi Airport. Changi is, um, and I don't know if you know much about that airport, but they, they're not unique in that there are other airports that, that uh, kind of vie for the crown of, but Changi Airport year after year. And if you've just seen the release, um, they just opened um, Terminal 5, which is referred to as the Jewel, uh, within the last month or so. Um, Changi is a combination of an airport and a theme park, and a mall, <laughs> and a hotel, and they are they are wow they are the bar by which other airports are measured. So um, they're always about the experience, and there are people from I would assume all over the world, but certainly all over Asia and Europe that fly to Singapore specifically to go to Changi. They never leave the airport. They go there. There's high-end shopping. There's high-end dining. There's everything you can imagine. And now you've got actually a human terrarium, which is Terminal 5, which has a you know, 60, 70-foot waterfall coming out of the ceiling in the middle of a, oh, wow. a, a big glass bowl, right? So it's, um, it's not your typical, and it's, it's a forest inside of a building. Wow. So it's not your uh, not your typical airport. Um, no, it's not LaGuardia. <laughs> so they have um, some very specific um, creative direction there uh, from Changi Airport Group, uh, as and that's part of their business model, right? They strive to be the number one airport in the world, not the number one largest passenger. You know, um, I guess number of passengers flying through, but the number one rated airport in the world. Um, so creating the experience is what they're all about. Um, the work that we did for Terminal 4 in the security queue area is actually something that we've seen um, more and more of as a trend, right? Because you've got, in that particular environment, you've got oftentimes a bunch of stranded people that don't want to be there. So, um, you know, as a way to kind of reduce their stress and get them 
sort of out of the um, out of their minds about you know what they're actually doing, which is following the person in front of them for 45 minutes, right, until they can get up to have their bag screen. There will be um, you know storytelling applications and occasionally interspersed with advertising or other you know interesting content. Right? So we worked uh, hand in hand with a company called Moment Factory, which is you know probably very well known to you. Um, they are um, probably the the premier experiential um, design company on on the planet. They um, if there's a, a special experience that needs to happen, they're the first ones that, that come to mind typically. So they created um, basically 17 different scenarios of different storytelling lines for that, um, that particular screen that it cycles through, um, you know, while the people are waiting to go through security. So the, uh, the feedback that I mean, I mean, uh, I imagine, have you kind of watched people watching these displays and and uh, really experiencing this? And I guess what what's some of the the feedback that you've gotten? It's jaw dropping. I mean, it it just stops you in your tracks. And the the content is so beautiful, and you know, it just, people are constantly filming it, and you know, it's just it's it's a destination, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of feedback that we received on it. Similar, actually, to Charlotte. Charlotte's very interesting as well. It's a very different approach to content, but it is you know still beautiful. And I think right. you know the more aviation folks that I talk with, um, and the more people in in various industries, I guess if you will, that that do business within that building, um, what they try to do you know, for the most part, outside of a gate area is to try to guide and instruct and in certain situations like security cues and that sort of thing, entertain. And then once they are inside of the gate areas, what they try to do is to kind of um, calm and inform people, sort of keep them, you know, and allow them to sort of self-serve as far as like, you know, um, check-ins and all that sort of thing. So just displays that um, very much mimic the processes that they're going through, like on their phone or um, processes that they would normally go through using an agent. Um, content is developed to kind of guide those people through those processes so that it, they can actually free up uh, airline folks to deal with people that actually need help versus somebody coming up going, can you tell me something, you know, that kind of thing. Um, right, right. So, you know, outside the gate, guide and instruct, inside the gate, calm and inform. I think that's kind of the, the approach that a lot of um, environmental designers in those areas are going for. If uh, I guess you were to put your, your crystal ball um, in front of you and, and kind of look ahead to some of the trends and some of the future of airports, I mean, certainly it's uh, it's changing, it's modernizing. Uh, what do you think is kind of on the horizon for uh, for digital displays at airports and uh, kind of what what sort of things is Nanolumens working on that uh, we can look forward to? Um, we're always in in constant development of um, of the technology. So uh, one of the other things that I'm a part of right now is our digital cinema initiative, um, which is development of a uh, active screen 
uh, solution for digital cinemas. And I think you'll see, I mean, I've seen projections to the point where um, some people theorize that 25 years into the future, there may not be a land side to airports. It may be basically that you hmm. um, get up in the morning and are picked up by an Uber and dropped off at your gate and you step onto the plane. Um, so yeah. in order to generate, you know, with that in mind, in order to continue to generate non-aeronautical revenue, right, there's got to be um, sort of replacements for their traditional, you know, concessions and shopping. And so I think... I think you'll see a similar evolution take place in airports with the advancements of technology and baggage tracking and all that other sort of stuff um, and, and you know, self-driving cars and, and basically the no need to worry from your doorstep to your destination, right? That's where they're going. I think you'll, I think you'll see that right, kind of right. evolve in parallel, not in parallel, sort of in, in kind of a lag behind, but also in the same direction with the way that malls are evolving, right? So your traditional, you know, go here and buy a bunch of stuff mall is kind of there. That's, that's gone by the wayside. Now it's mixed use, um, multi-entertainment um, spaces that happen to sell stuff, you know? It's, yeah, it's right. kind of gone. Work, live, um, and play. You know, from, you know, whatever, the, the Tri-Cities Mall to, um, you know, to this, that, and the other thing live, where they'll have live entertainment and outdoor um, play areas. And, you know, they'll be shop here and there, but there's, you know, upscale dining and, and um, you know, live performances in the, in the courtyard and stuff like that, right? So, um you know, and then yeah. you can also refinance your house while you're there or do whatever else you need, right? So um, I think, <laughs> right, I, right. you know, it won't get to that extreme, I don't think, when in an airport. But I think you'll see development of businesses that are not there yet in that building. And I mean, you can see examples of it around the world, right? You can you can go to Munich Airport and surf. So we're not talking metaphorically internet surfing. You're saying you're literally on a way. I'm saying stand on stand on a surfboard and surf. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's called river surfing, but um, yes, you can do that there. <laughs> so the um, the airport as less of a a a drag and a a, a place that you have to dread and and uh, kind of have anxiety about. You know, do I, am I going to know where to go or what do I do? To a place where it's an experience and it's something that is easy to navigate because the directional displays show you where to go and, and what to do. Uh, but also it's, it's you know, it's something that you get to experience right. that you enjoy where you're actually there. Exactly. And I think, um, I mean, you see, you see development of like higher end lounge areas to reward, mm -hmm. you know, um, the areas that are kind of exclusive to the, um, you know, for rewards programs and that sort of thing uh, where you're, you know, your diamond medallion status and people like that, that are, have access to these really nice, um, lounge areas where you can go and relax and have dinner and have a business meeting or whatever it is that you need to do. Um, you know, certainly you can accommodate those people as well. 
and, and as well as just people that, you know, like I mentioned before, it will become more of a destination for people that are not flying anywhere. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's the way things will go. I think it'll move in that direction. And, I, you know, to the extent where digital signage can play into that and and facilitate that. Um, that sort of function, um, I think you'll you'll see more and more of that. Um, digital spectaculars are, you know, they are what they are, right? They they are extremely attractive, very out of the ordinary, and you know, get a lot of a lot of uh, hurrahs and pats on the back, and it, it brands your airport. It's a, it's basically making a place. Brett, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. 